This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with John Pence. He is the author of Boring Meetings Suck. Get more out of your meetings or get out of more meetings. John, great to have you with us. Thank you, Taryn. So first off, thank you for having that wonderful uh, background monitor, the cover of the book. Terrific. Uh, love that. Uh, first things first, I don't know if you'd consider this a meeting, but I, I hope uh, this is not a boring one and I hope it does not suck, <laughs> to use your words. Um, I, you know, the title grabs you for sure, but I love the play on words. Get more out of your meetings or get out of more meetings. So John, which one is it? Which one are you telling us to do? Is there anything wrong with both? I mean, if you're gonna, if you have to have the meeting, let's make it, you know, get in, get it done and get out. Right. But actually one of the funny things that people pick up on, like, wait, you're gonna teach me how to get out of meetings without getting fired? Yes, I am. Why so passionate about meetings? I mean, I've never seen such uh, an in-depth review of meetings, kinds of meetings, backwards, forwards, upside down, right side up, you name it. You've tackled meetings from every possible direction. Why so? What was the impetus to do all this? Uh, well, started out in the, the dot-com tech world, fast, get into meetings, get them done. When that wave was done, I ended up in a family-run insurance company with 52 offices across 52 states, or not 52, 52 offices across 50 states. And it was that- It felt, it felt like 52, right? <laughs> it did because I would sit in these things with no purpose, no agenda, no outcomes. And it was like, I would be that one complaining. And it literally became the known as the John Pets rule of, if, if you don't have an agenda, sales team isn't showing up, we're not going. So yeah. that was the impetus of the actual creation of how this came. And the meetings have changed and morphed, of course, over these years tremendously. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm curious though, because there is such a, a wide breadth of information in this. Were you taking notes all those years or when you sat down to write this book, was it all just memory recall? How'd you do it? Well, it's it's attacking unique challenges that we've all faced. So each, you know, it's one of those books you don't have to read from beginning to end. It's a resource book. If you've got a conference call coming up, boom, there's a conference call chapter. If you're doing the virtual meeting, if you're in your hybrid meeting, I mean, hybrids is what everything is about now today. How do we truly have a functional, impactful hybrid meeting? But you can pick and choose where you go and get the data so you can just really get straight to it. Right. I want to pick up upon a hybrid meeting. What do you mean by that? A hybrid meeting is where most of my work is right now. Hybrid is a uh, live studio audience or part, part of your audience uh, there in front of you and potentially exponentially large audience connecting on this little tile we call your screen. Yeah. Right. And very shared audiences. You connect dynamic, you design a meeting in very different ways for a hybrid style meeting. Okay. So, I mean, now in the age of the pandemic, obviously, I mean, meeting meetings have obviously changed. Um, but would you say the book still applies, 
right? Everything in this book can be, um, you know, you can still tackle digital meetings, hybrid meetings like these. Uh I would say probably 90% of it still applies. Some of the things that you can't do in interaction with inside of a meeting, you can't do it through the screen, through the tiles, but in terms of the functional elements of how you design a meeting, how you have mission and outcomes as part of those meetings, absolutely it applies. Yeah, so why share this? I mean, why are, why, why are you so intent upon people not running boring meetings, people not sitting in boring meetings? We have days like this, each and every one of us, your team, your organization has days where they come in and they look at their calendar and what is back to back to back to back? You have meetings. And when do you get your real work done? At night, at home and on the weekends and the whole life balance is now out of whack. So how do you get people to get more engaged and more impactful while they're there and productive? Get them in and out of meetings that are effective and efficient that get things done, not that drone on like some zombie sucking the soul out of your very body. What do you, John, what do you think the biggest mistake is that that uh, meeting organizers are making? Would you say it's no agenda? I'll take it a step further than that. Uh, many will have agenda, but they don't have what I would call an outcome statement. As a result of spending 27 minutes together, we're going to walk out the door with what? And you know, people will talk to the length of it's a 30 minute meeting by default, people will talk to the length of the meeting. However, if you hit that outcome statement at 17 minutes in, let's go, we're done. So people don't often tell the people what they're coming to, what we're hoping to accomplish and walk out with. So the book uh, talks a lot about these SRDs. Uh, tell everybody what an SRD is. Well, it's a, it is a suckification reduction device. They're the quick tips, the quick nuggets. I made up the word and then I trademarked it. Suckification, it sounds like a real word. There's There's been many books on how to run a meeting before this book. There's Robert's Rules of Order from 1876 and nothing's ever changed since then. This puts the power in the hands of the participants who didn't control or didn't set up the meetings of making it more effective or getting out. Also gives the organizer tools and tips to get in to do it in a different way that helps everyone be included or if they're not included to excuse themselves and go on with their busy day. So just, just to give everybody a little bit of a sneak peek, um, <laughs> you write you know, three, three polite ways to motivate people to wrap up. How does well, one do that? There's, there's definitely some targeted questions you can come at them with. You can, I always say, you, if you don't have a meeting after this meeting, always have a meeting after this meeting. Like, listen, I have five minutes left. Can we get to this final element so we can accomplish this? Because this is where I'm involved. And if the other two items don't really reflect anything that I'm involved in, I wanna try to find a way to get out of that in a polite and effective and efficient way. Never saying to be rude, it's not where this is going. It's just owning up to the accountability of your time and where you can help add value to that meeting or where you're just one more person in the room that's taking up space and oxygen. Right. It kind of reminds me when I was doing local morning television, like what you, you know, what you said in 17 minutes, we're going to this. And I used to do that as well. You know, tease in the morning, by the end of the day, we're going to accomplish this. So there really was an end point and it got people engaged and you knew it was going to be accomplished in the time frame. So, and it, and it really works. It is totally effective. So, um, so bravo on that. Uh, you did mention earlier, how do you, um, how do you skip meetings in a polite way? Uh, graciously you... excuse yourself from a meeting without losing your job. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How do we do this? It's it's a. Uh... There's several ways and relationship will come into play here. The the true and best way, if you get that meeting invite, you have to realize the person inviting you. Do they invite you every single week to the same meeting or are they gonna hurt your feelings if you don't feel that you're included in that meeting? 
If you see the agenda and the outcome of that meeting and you ask yourself, I don't think I can add anything to it, asking yourself, do I feel that I am, am important to the result of what they decide or will I go with what they decide? Then send a note back, say, listen, happy to add value, happy to answer any questions, let me know if you need me, I'm gonna sit this one out. And what's, what's typically the response to something like that? Depends on the choice of words, depends on your relationship. If your CEO invites you to a meeting, I think you're probably going to the meeting. Okay, so John, without giving too much away, you've talked a little bit about graciously getting out of a meeting before it starts. But how about if you're in a meeting, a meeting's in progress and someone is trying to get out of this boring meeting, how do you do it? That's one of my favorite things to talk about, but it's also, that's kind of like the gold of this book. And if you think I should tell like the C-suite leadership team, how people are going to be using excuses to get out of their meeting. I don't, I don't know. If, I think that's why they should pick up the book. So they should know exactly the tactics others might be using. Okay. Fair sit point. Sit by fair the door. You know, sit yes. close to the door. There's one way. Are most people going into meetings, John, without, you know, just kind of blindly, just an idea, but not really sure where, where they're going. Raise your hand if you've done one this week. I mean, it yeah. depends what, I mean, the and the ones that are the worst are these weekly team meetings that you have just to have on Friday afternoon that recite they're deja vu meetings, right? You recycle the same thing over and over. Get rid of them. Done. You know, come with that purpose. If you have nothing to update, to share, to decide, then, you know, I wish I would have thought of the this meeting could have been done in an email ribbon that that made its way around the Internet several years ago. But there's other ways of accomplishing or disseminating information rather than pulling together 15 people of time for 30 minutes ahead. Right. Right. I mean, you go into so much detail about, you know, meeting styles, meeting types. Um, it's really, it's truly unique. Um, you know, you, you, a new meeting style, you have one called open house, another called pass Love the buck, stand yeah. it up, triple T your way to new ideas. I mean, who knew there were so many effective meeting styles um, of those? Do you have a favorite one? Two and out, absolutely, is a two and out is my favorite. It will change the face of your daily Wait, roundups or say? team meeting. The two and out meeting. Oh, two and out, right. Tell everybody what that is. Oh, this is, uh, if there's any ESPN fans, it's a good uh, analogy because the Pardon the Interruption team, it's a show where they've got uh, two minutes or three, but they have a topic and they got two minutes to finish it. So you have to establish ground rules when you come in. Everyone, if they're gonna share an update, has two minutes to do so. You have one person with a timer, one person with a bell, and you're not being rude. It will teach people to be succinct with how they're sharing data. Also keeps people away from going to tangents. It's got to focus them on their update, on their task. Is it on time? If not, what are we doing about it? And who does it affect? Ding, move on to the next person. It is probably the most talked about, most successful tactic in that meeting design book. C-Suite Radio. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Is there a limitation though to size of meetings and using these techniques? Depending on the technique, open house is great for large meetings. If you're trying to brainstorm and get good ideas, that's where I would focus folks with, with a focus people for a larger group. How, how so? What, what do you mean by that? What's open house, the, the concept of the open house is if we're trying to get rather ideas, picture one of your conference rooms as a Facebook or LinkedIn wall. We're posting concepts. I can come in anytime throughout the day, start adding comments to somebody else's comment. I'm writing on the board, I'm putting up sticky notes, we're moving things around. So it's a brainstorming session in a virtual series if you're in a live office environment, but there's no set time. It is the day of this, we need your comments, and at the end of the day, we assimilate everything we have and take actions. Right, I think it's all about interaction. I think so many meetings, they're just not interactive. Um, and even this idea of putting yourself on mute, I don't know, I, I think that defeats the purpose. Um, you, you say the opposite. You say turn on your phone in meetings, as you just said. Is it all about the commentary or what, what's the thought process behind that? It depends where we are. In the current interview time, it's we're, uh, we're in this pandemic, so that has changed tremendously. I, what I despise was when you'd go into the meeting and there'd be that person with the basket like if you tried to put a bag your phone into a basket today people would freak out they'd be having right. little jitters because they don't have their phone buzzing at their side yeah. they can be used as tools and a couple tools you can use is literally if you have one person that's a factor or important and one point of the meeting don't make them sit there for 45 minutes text a person quick say listen we're ready for you now when they're done they're done they can go out you can tweet get pre feedback you can post to social pages get ideas and and use that yeah. in a collective positive way so I'm curious if you can just share some anecdotes, maybe John, of how this book has changed, you know, the C-suite's life or people in business in a business setting, you know, implementing these techniques and how they've really seen a 180. And imagine that's ha that has to feel pretty rewarding. It does. From some of the, the feedback I've gotten in terms of even how people have redesigned their meeting and conference rooms based around some of the principles, that was really, really impactful and rewarding. Uh, what they see as a result, we're gonna have people that spend less times in meetings, yeah. We're going to have people that have a better home life because their partner, spouses, dogs aren't going to be fighting against someone doing the work they didn't get done during the day. And they can be more productive when they are in meetings that are more focused of true business results or new ideas because meetings aren't bad. Yeah. People are bad. Meetings right. are bad. Curious. Um, this is the first book I've seen about meetings and boring meetings. What's the marketplace out there uh, on this topic? When you were researching putting, you know, this book, the idea of it, should I do this? Is there a lot out there on this subject? There have definitely been how to have an effective meeting books before me by every stretch. The unique caveat is I don't care if you plan the meeting there are tools that you can bring to this meeting and there's been nothing done in that fashion. It's also a point of reference book, as I mentioned, where you can go to any page, any chapter and dig right in and then get on with your day. You don't, you don't have to read the whole thing if a virtual meeting is not your thing. Right. Well, I, I, and that said, it really, you know, you have these agenda items and you really can choose, it's kind of choose your own adventure here. Choose your own boring meeting. <laughs> I like okay. that. I'm going to yeah. use that. Break Please. that down. <laughs> um, you say, you know, things like, you just had to be a meeting superhero in 10 minutes or less, right? That grabs you, right? Um, why everyday office meetings suck, suck rather. Skip this and you're screwed, right? It just kind of like, okay, what, what should I not skip? Um, it kind of doesn't hold back, does it? It just kind of tells you kind of like it is. Yeah, you know, make the best of sucky meetings or get out while you can. Big meetings suck even bigger, get some help or suffer the consequences. Heed this or continue to suck for the next millennium. So it's kind of just playing into all these things we've experienced, but kind of, you know, 
this is, you know, the small thing that you need to change. Um, and then, you know, your little, you have the bylines of bad audio sucks, bad MCs suck, um, you know, things that each individual reader can relate to. So I, I really appreciate that. Um, no, and I yeah. should call out that those are chapter headers and titles and not every yeah. word in the book is suck, but you are calling out some of the things, yes. No, but it but it, it, it gets, it fires the point home of really what, what you're trying to do here. Um, all of that said, John, can you give us an example of a meeting that does not suck? Or a meeting that you attended and you were like, wow, this is terrific. This meeting does not suck. I'll give you a very recent example of a hybrid meeting that was just televised, which was the, the, the award show, the Golden Globes were just on. And how they produced, how they engaged two different audiences, an in-studio audience gave them an experience, engaged us differently as viewers, as remote viewers as an experience. And how they, I mean, they, they spent money on it, don't get me wrong. They're very highly skilled professionals of doing this. But how they set it up and how they brought people in from a tech standpoint, kept everyone focused, made it entertaining, made it engaging, retained their audience instead of drove them away. Highly effective example. So that said, what do you think is the, the biggest change in the, this pandemic world we're living in versus pre-pandemic when it comes to boring meetings? Well, let's look at uh, where how our meetings take place. Look at how we're communicating right now. You yeah. know, virtual meetings are not new. They've been around for 20 years, but they were new to so many people. And it became novelty in a year ago from today, March, where we got on Zoom and we learned how to unmute ourselves, but then it became necessity. So here's the transformation model. We had to continue to conduct business and we had to learn how to communicate and have meetings in this fashion as a necessity of our business going on. Right. And now the next step of the model is it's fact normalcy and our expectations that bar is now raised of this is how we conduct business, this is how we will meet, and boring meetings in real life are bad. Boring meetings trying to watch a television screen when I've got Facebook, when I got the dog, when I got the kid. Listen, if I'm distracted, I'm going to the fridge. I'm not just on my phone texting, I'm, I'm physically gone. Yeah. So completely changed. All good, but hey, more to come. I mean, I just feel like there's so much more material now with how meetings have really yeah they've really just expanded and um kind of evolving it's fluid on a daily basis uh well john the writing's terrific it's uh full of humor and fun and so relatable um because i don't think uh it's hard to find someone who hasn't been in a boring meeting so i think it resonates with everyone so congratulations and uh we, we can't wait to see you again soon we can't wait to see what's next look forward to it thank you taryn if you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website. It's csweetbookclub.com. It's c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard? Visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Sweet Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-sweetradio.com. <laughs>